you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In that same attitude, with our uplifted right hand, shall we commence this service this morning. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. The world and all that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully, shall receive blessings from the Lord, and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ascenders, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ascenders, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can phantom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. 
Amen. I hope in Him.
Jesus. Father, we give you praise and
Come on, let somebody worship him by your spiritual language of God. For the next 30 seconds, worship him by the spiritual language. Yes, his word, Iman we bless your name of yes lord god of zivili mahadaha montelevo sigado shaba we exalt you lord sadabahadosha Sweet Holy Spirit of God, this morning we said to you, be lifted up on high. You are the only God that can save and deliver in the way you do it. Some claim that they have the power. Some even brag that without them we can do nothing, but only time proved that they are bad men. You are all in all. We have tested and found that there is no other God like you. And so this morning we choose to bow down. We choose to cast our crowns. We choose to exalt thee. Because you are all in all, O oh God. And forever we will say you will be praised, O oh God, and be exalted and be magnified. O oh God, we will join the host of angels and declare you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our worship. To you alone be all the glory. Thank you, O oh God. Our lives are living testimonies of what you can do. You picked us from the Mary clay and set our feet on the rock to stay. Thank you, O oh God. We honor you. You sit on the circles of the earth and rules in the affairs of man. No one questions you and all that you do are right. What an awesome God you are. It is a great privilege to be considered as your own. Thank you. Once more, Holy Spirit of God, we give you the preeminence. 
Daddy, you said the gathering of the people shall be unto you. And so in the book of Exodus 19, Bible said, You covered Mount Sinai with smoke because you descended in the form of fire with your presence. Will it not be that because of your presence that we will be distinguished? So God, this morning, one more time, let that glorious fire and presence touch us. That we will say that it was good that we came to worship our King. We bless you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, put your hands together to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, let's appreciate our ministers. Let's appreciate them. Let's do it better. Thank you so much. Welcome somebody to your left or to your right. Really love them well. Love them real good. Come on, tell somebody that it's good to see you in church. You are looking awesome. And God is going to touch you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now take, take your seat in the presence of God. Amen. Thank you. Oh, come on, let's appreciate our drama and our basics. And our deacon somewhere. Come on, do it better. Appreciate them all. Do it better. Amen. You see, I was really caught up in the spirit, worshiping my heart out. But I want to bring you greetings from our father in the Lord and our mama. They are in the mission field doing the work of God. And I've asked me to stand in. I believe that prophetically God has agenda in this house. So he's working on us, bringing us to the place that we will stand in the very position of the message he gave to our Father and the Lord. Remember that this house was raised primarily to champion or to be one of the catalysts for the revival in UK. Are you aware of that? And it is extremely important that everyone that God brings you under the loins of the Father, our Father in the Lord, you understand the agenda of the Spirit and then move alongside. Amen. And so, since I came here, by God's grace, I've had certain encounters, and it's been about six years now. But I'm fully now getting a good understanding of what the Spirit of God is doing and what God is leading us to. So this morning, I am continuing the message the Spirit of God gave to us. The time I preached, I think about three weeks or four weeks ago, about aligning ourselves to the apostolic blueprint, or you may call it model or pattern, part two. Aligning ourselves 
to the apostolic pattern model or blueprint are you with me and it is extremely you understand why god gave us these what the subject i'm dealing with i've said today i will take my time a little bit because uh, sometimes i move and i try to move around but i'll stick to because we'll be reading a lot of scriptures and allow the spirit of god to establish his plan and purpose and i'm also conscious of the time now in the agenda of god i want you to quickly turn with me to the book of exodus chapter 25 we'll read from verse 8 and 9 remember we are dealing with the subject aligning ourselves to the apostolic order or model that god instituted when the church was built in exodus chapter 25 verse number 8 and 9 Then help them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them, make this tabernacle and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I showed you. Can you see that word pattern there? Now, every move and the desire and the will of God, he doesn't leave it to chance. He doesn't allow you and I to presume. So whatever he requires you and I to do, he is mandated by the way he operates to come to you and I to bring clarity and understanding. For example, he came to Jeremiah and said, Don't say to me, I cannot speak. Because before you were formed, I put your members together. I have wired you to be my spokesperson. So I am fully aware of the product I'm dealing with. Is somebody with me? So, gather yourself and speak as I bid you. For I will use you to tear down nations and kingdoms and establish my will. But Jeremiah said that I cannot speak. We know the story. I'm giving you that. So whatever God expects you and I to do, He doesn't allow you to phantom or think or use your own and our own calculations he comes with what he wants to be done and how he wants it to be done and then he gives you us the specifications so in the old testament when god raised a people called the israel he wanted to dwell among them but if god will come and dwell among them there's a way that his presence will be accommodated god cannot just come in their midst you know when he showed up on mountain you remember in the book of exodus chapter 4 and throughout the book of exodus you know when he appeared tender lightning and all the the people said to moses hey you speak to god we are okay with that what i'm trying to say that when god is coming in our midst there is a way we receive him so he said where we just read tell he told moses that tell my people in the old testament he wanted to dwell amongst his people and then be involved directly in the affairs but before he can do that he needs a vehicle or a vessel 
or somebody may call it a container. I'm just giving so that we understand. To house his presence by the way he operates. So he told Moses, build me a holy sanctuary or a tabernacle that I will come and dwell amongst you. Are you, are you with me? When he said to Moses, build me a sanctuary, he didn't leave that to chance. Are you with me? So he said, Moses, for me to tabernacle in that tabernacle, in other words, for me to come and dwell amongst you and work with you, hear me, see me, see my supernatural, you must build the tabernacle and all of its finishes, everything that relates to it, according to the pattern that I showed you. Is that okay? You remember David wanted to build a tabernacle for God. And he said to Solomon, I had wanted to do it, but God said, I will not do it. But the revelation or the vision of the tabernacle God gave to me, I pass it to you. Do you remember that? In other words, every agenda, move, purposes of God, he has a template, a blueprint, a model. Something that gives him the right to come in and establish his purposes and then impact our lives. So, when we move into the New Testament, God then gave a blueprint of what we call church. Now, church is the body of Christ. We know here we have received teachings on that. And primarily, the church in the New Testament is to house or receive the dwelling presence of God with the fullness of God manifesting through the church to affect our lives, our communities, and our nations. Are you with me? Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9. I hope somebody is getting the foundation. So when we take off, you are with me. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. In Christ, you have been brought into fullness. Did you hear that? I like how the NLT renders it. I'll read, I'm reading from the NIV. It says, in Christ dwells all the fullness of God's deity in bodily form. And in him, that means anybody that received Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you have been brought into this fullness of God. The ability that allows you to partake in the divine nature of God. But you and I have to be trained. Part of the teachings we have been receiving in the house is to train us and to bring us to the place of understanding and knowledge and awareness that we are not just ordinary men and women passing, but we are carriers of the fullness of God. Now, if you are not conscious of that, you may live below what you and I are must supposed to do. So this morning, the message is pointing our attention that In the days of the apostles, they understood this agenda of God. And a 
appropriately align themselves to the her- spiritual heritage that had been laid up by God and so affected their word. Now that baton has been passed to us. Did you get what I'm saying? And we must not do anything less than what was done. We must be able to confidently and courageously do it as God has ordained and spoken to our Father in the Lord about. I said this to my wife. Some of the encounters just recently, the, the Holy Spirit said to me, go and read the encounters of our Father in the Lord. That book is written. My encounters with Jesus. So I put it by my bedside in the morning when I wake up, when I'm going somewhere. I'm just reading it again. The reason is that the time for the extension of what God did with him and with his people is up. And if you are not aware and if you are not in tune, you may not even desire and not to, uh, let alone to key in and desperately look for. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, he said, bring my people to the understanding of aligning themselves to the apostolic pattern, blueprint. Now, when God in his wisdom set up the church, in those days, the early church, the church was meant to be the career of the fullness of God. And we saw, we will read some of the scriptures. Can we read Acts chapter, I'm just going ahead of myself so you see what I'm talking Acts chapter 5, verse number 14. Acts chapter 5, verse number 14. Okay. In fact, let me start from 12. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet in Solomon's colonnade, verse 14. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believe in the Lord and were added to their number. Look at the verse 15. As a result, people brought the sick into the street lay them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Now watch this. Crowds gathered also from towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirit. And all of them were healed. Now watch this. Watch. This is where I'm going with my message. Please, I want you to put your spirit up. If the people had a sense that the shadow of Peter could cast out demons and heal the sick, I'm sure the spirit of God did something amongst them that they were able to believe that the shadows of Peter would cast out demons. Are you with me? Now, if that is also true, then the very building, this tabernacle, is it enough to drive out demons? Cast out people, people who have been rejected and say that there is no chance for you to leave. As soon as we carry them into this house, life can enter them. Is that true? Uh-huh. Now, if that is the case... Anybody that carries this fullness I'm talking about, the devil cannot mess with you. Do you see where we are going? 
I sat down and said, God, I know there is more to this. Listen, when the power and the presence and the fullness of God is manifested, you don't cajole people to come to church. Did you hear that? It said, crowds from towns and cities, villages would travel days and come and wait. Because when they come, something will touch them. If things are as usual, then people give excuses. But if they meet God, last night I was crying, praying, praying. When our Father and the Lord tells me to preach, I have so many sermons, but I don't. I go to my wilderness and begin to go, what do you want to do? For two hours, agonize and cry. Then suddenly I saw one lady in the spirit. Now, what the, the reason why I'm saying this is that now the talk has to manifest in the physical. Because what is happening around us, we cannot do business as usual. Therefore, some men and women have to manifest. And if that will happen, somebody has to align yourself to the apostolic word blueprint. Simply means there is a spiritual heritage that has been laid up. If you don't keep to it, you know, our father and the Lord say this and say this. One time God showed me his secret. Have you seen your father? One of his greatest secrets that he seeks to hear God before he takes a step. So learn that. My time is almost up. I have not even tapped up. So if that is the case, it then means that when we meet in the church with a company of people who are apostolically, apostolically inclined, there has to be some shiftings and things amongst us. It has to be easy for me to come to church and Pastor Steve said to me, Pastor Ben, I heard God last night as I was praying that I see God wants you to begin to move something in Manchester. And as I was praying, I saw that God said there will be help coming. This will be the norm. That was how the church was formed. Now we are going there. I'm going to show you through scriptures. But I want you to understand, until you come to this understanding, you will sit in church and sit and go and think it's okay. But it is not okay. Things must turn around. Hence the apostolic blueprint. What did they do to set up? The first thing you will see, when the fullness of God... Now, listen to this very carefully. When you touch people's life, you don't cajole them to submit to your God. You don't cajole them because something shifts in their lives. Just as we saw, people will carry men and bring them before God. God touched them. Do you remember... The guy who was lame and their friends. I saw this lady one time ago in the spirit. Okay, let me stay to it. And they carried their friend. And they said that we have to get to where the fullness of God is, Jesus. If we are not able to get chance, we will take off the roof. 
and get to Jesus. Do you know what it means? It means when people see the fullness manifested, whatever it takes for them to do to reach you, they will be there. That is the truth. Check through the apostolic patterns. But brothers and sisters, listen to this. They they are no more than us. They were ordinary men. But they positioned themselves that they aligned and housed that fullness I'm talking about. So they saw them as gods. How did they do it? Remember last time I did the part one. I said I was able time allowed me to touch on two things. The first one I said... The first inheritance we saw was that they were men of prayer. And I said this, this is not that two by four kajol prayer. It is a, a, a sustained, agonized, continuous, non-shifting prayer. Do you know that when you are a, a person addicted to prayer, it is you that is first change. The Spirit of God deals with your flesh. Deals with issues inside of you. If you are a person that submits to a sustained life of prayer, your inner areas, intricacies, you have no idea. God will expose to you. And then refine you and use you as his trumpet. Number two, I also because of time. Number two, I also said that there were men that were yielded vessels. You remember I said something and some of you were laughing. I was making a discussion with my wife and I said, My dear, supposing God sent us to Afghanistan, are you ready to go? She said to me, I don't think God will send us there. I said, Listen, you have to get your <laughs> The people in Bible days, today we'll read it. Bible says that Philip was minding his business and the Spirit of God came to him and said that, Go down the street, there is a man going. That's the first instruction. He didn't see what was happening. God didn't tell him the full understanding of what he should do. When he got there, he saw a man in a chariot. And then the Spirit then said to him, Go near and go and ask him. Do you understand what you're reading? That's another message. Do you understand what you're doing? He said, how can I? Except somebody explain to me. Are you with me? Now, Bible says, as soon as he finished that, the spirit carried him to Azatos to go and do another transaction. And I said, my dear, did you see those pages? So if God said, go to Afghanistan, a yielded vessel have no issue to talk about. But these things has to be dealt when the Spirit of God has formed you in line with the apostolic word, template. Number three, today we are looking at, they were, so number two, I've said number two, they were yielded verses. Number three, they were men driven and controlled by the Spirit. Now watch this, Acts chapter 8, let's go there quickly. I'll do this and... Thank you, Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 8. We read, we're going to read from verse number 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go down to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Now watch this. 
go down to the road. The desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. He did not say anything to him. It's just like Moses, just like God said to Abraham, get out of your father's house. Go to a land, but he doesn't know where he's going. I'm talking about men of the spirit. Then the Bible said, look at the next verse. It says, 27. 27 says, So he started out. Do you have that in your Bible? You can underline that. The spirit of God came to him said, Go south to the desert road. He didn't give him any information. He said, The man started out. Do you have that on the screen? And on his way, he met Ethiopian, you know, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the candidate, which means the queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone down to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit again told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near him. I will jump because we know the story. The verse 36. And the story went on. 36 says, As they traveled along the road, they came to some place, to some water, and the Enoch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of being baptized? He gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the Eno went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When he came out of the water, note this, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the Enoch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. The assignment has been completed with him. But listen to what happened to Philip. However, Philip, however, appeared at Azatos, traveled around preaching the gospel in all towns until he reached Caesarea. Caesarea. Are you with me? Now, this is where I want you to catch this. Those men were men who were driven by the Spirit. In between that you will see the phrase, the Spirit spoke to them, the Spirit said this. And now, anybody who has worked with the Spirit, one of the first things you will understand that the instructions and the revelations of God are progressive. What does that mean? It means when He tells you something and you obey, then the next set of things keep unfolding. One of the mysteries when you're working with God, sometimes you will come and the Spirit of God said that, say this to a person. You are afraid to say it. Until you say that the realm of the Spirit doesn't open up. You got to, because He is training you how to become an army, a warrior. Because a warrior, you must hear and see. So, number one, you saw that Philip had to obey the instructions led by the Spirit. Oh God, help me. So he traveled and then did the assignment. This is what I was saying that God is so much concerned with his agenda to the extent that if it means 
he has to physically translate you by the supernatural thing, he will do it. Why? Because the template of heaven is at stake. He has an agenda. But you know, an average church today is all that they pray concerning themselves, me and my wife, my children, and everything. But there is a higher assignment. One of it is that God has given our Father in the Lord that this house shall be a catalyst to the move of God. It is not something above us because it is not ourselves that would do it. It is the God that dwells inside of us. But we need to come to that understanding and align ourselves. So number three, spirit. No, okay, yeah, I'm going to four. Number three, her, <coughs> spiritual heritage was that they were driven and controlled by the spirit. I was going to give another, but uh, I'll move to the next. Number four, there were men who were proclaimers of the gospel wherever they were. Did you hear that? Recently, our Father in the Lord has been telling you and I that one of the signs that will, cut, uh, that will characterize the end of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to the exposition he did in Matthew 24, will be the preaching of the gospel to all nations. Now, if that is true, it means every believer will be enlisted to be a preacher. Do you get what I'm saying? In your own small way, it is a must that you have to see that heaven requires you, wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever condition you find yourself, you should what? Preach the good news. Number two, uh, sorry, number four, they were proclaimers of the good news. Turn with me to the book of Acts. Number 5, verse 42. Day after day, in the temple courts, and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Did you hear that? Now, go to chapter 9, verse 17 to 21. Chapter 9. I want you to see another. Then Ananias went to the house and entered in. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fall from Saul's eye, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and all, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Now watch this. Saul spent several days with the apostles in Damascus, verse 20. At once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. Did you hear that? When he became transformed, he began preaching. Brothers and sisters, hear this. Jesus said that we were saved to serve. We were not just saved to just come and take all the blessings. There is a, an agenda of heaven. There is a world that needs to hear the gospel. And wherever you are, 
you were strategically positioned to be an extension of the apostolic template. If you keep quiet, if we keep quiet, how would the gospel spread? So in those days, the apostles saw, time within permitted, you remember in the book of Acts chapter 8, when even Philip and other believers were running away, Bible said, wherever they went, they preached the gospel. And no wonder God did such an awesome works with them. Please hear this. God doesn't work because somebody thinks that he has a medal. <laughs> or he thinks he's a veteran. He works because when the person lines up with the agenda of heaven. So our Father in the Lord says that a child in this house can cast out devil. What a child that knows his identity can cast out devils. Amen. So... Wherever you are, see yourself as an agent of the proclaimer of the good news. Ask yourself from the beginning of January, how many people have you deliberately? You know some people, you have to target them and war in prayer. Say, God, give me the soul of this person. And you go and preach to them. I'll take my last one. The last, which is the fifth point, is the walk in power. I love that. This thing I'm talking about, you study through the book of Acts. Take the manifestation of power from the lives of the apostles. They were nothing. Let me show you a scripture. Acts chapter 4. That's the last one. They can tell me, God bless you, sir. Alright, Acts chapter 4. We're going to read Acts chapter 4. I'll do that. Acts chapter 4. Okay. Let's read from Acts chapter 4 from 33. I was going to read from 14 and... Okay, let me read it. 14 and 16. Acts chapter... 14 and 16 but since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them there was nothing they could say so they ordered them to they ordered them to withdraw from the Sahendron and then confer together what are we going to do to these men they asked Everyone living in Jerusalem knows that they have performed a notable sign. Did you hear that? And we cannot deny. A man who walks in power, you are not at the mercy of your critics. They may not like you, but they cannot deny your evidence. Is that okay? And that is the way you silence. And that is how we can transform this our world. So they said, we cannot deny this thing because they demonstrated it. Chapter 5 verse 12. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colony. Uh, Oh God. Now let's take this one. Acts chapter 5. Quickly, that one. Acts chapter 5. 
In fact, let's do chapter 12, verse 5. Last one. I've got two minutes. Acts chapter 12, verse number 5. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Gone. The night before Herod was to bring him to burial, to trial, sorry, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with chains and sentries, stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up and said, Quick, get up, he said. The chains fell off Peter's wrist. Then the angel said to him, Put on your clothes and sandals, and Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angels told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. Now, I'll put down here, not only did they work in power, they literally brought the supernatural. The supernatural occurrence was part of their daily activities. Please, brothers and sisters, listen to this. These men and women that took the baton as Christ established the church, put his fullness in them, aligned the, themselves well to the point that they, become, they became carriers. Now, it is you and me, our turn. We cannot to take anything less than that. Hear this. When our Father and the Lord said so many things like, last Monday at the PVM meeting, he said, Reasoning with the Holy Spirit, he made a statement this way. There is an idea that can come from your mind. And there is such a thing like the revelation and the plan of heaven. But somebody has to seek God. Those two things are different. You have to. And he said that men have to rise and begin to push away distractions and go into our closet. Now, brothers and sisters, hear this. No one can do that for us except we make that decision like these men did. That I refuse, I keep on saying I refuse to be an ordinary preacher. There has to be demonstration of power. There has to be the fulfillment of that fullness and that spiritual heritage we have received. Shall we rise up on our feet? Now, one minute. I don't know what you heard. But you want to ask God, that God, I lay myself on the altar. Let the fire in the book of Exodus chapter 19 verse 18, he said, And the Lord descended on Mount Zion in the form of smoke and his presence covered that place you want to say father rip off all tendencies of the flesh that stands in the way i yield myself lift up your voice i'm going to pray i hope this is the time to make this commitment
God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, we ask that in the name of Jesus, let the Holy Spirit of God send His fire that we understand the mandate you've given to your Son. And you have enlisted that on this army. We are asking that, O oh God, by the workings of the Holy Ghost, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, the Word of God says, And the Spirit of God will work in you both to will and to do according to His good pleasure. We understand there is the pleasure of God over this nation of God. Let there be the inner workings by the fire of the Spirit of God. Let every hold that holds us back. First of all, work in acts to have the desire, the desire, the desire, the desire, and the power to choose to do your bidding, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. O oh God. Now we speak to lift up your right hand. Father, you just spoke to us that the kingdom is not just a matter of word, but it's of power. Anybody here that is afflicted in any way or shape, in the name of Jesus, we command every sickness, leave. We come against satanic attacks, heart issues. Any blood-related, heart-related issues that have crippled you, we break the hold of the enemy. We lose the hand of the enemy over your people. We declare, let the power that raised Christ from the dead inject life. Any back pain, we command it leave. In the name of Jesus, we declare to blind eyes see. Let every weak knees receive strength. In the name of Jesus, any decision from doctors or report from doctors concerning the womb of a woman we command it we overturn thank you God we give you the glory we give you the honor in Jesus name Amen let's put our hands together Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the living Jesus. I'm sure we can do better than that. Hallelujah to the King of Kings. Hallelujah to the Lord of Lords. Thank you, Pastor Ben. And I'm sure we all appreciate him, so we're going to pray for him. And we're going to pray for ourselves as we do that. So can we please have Jeremiah 15, verse 16, please? I'm here to take the offering, but um, Pastor Ty will um, just give me these two minutes. And it says, when your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, O Lord God Almighty. And you're going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, as your word came to me this morning, 
Lord, let me eat that word. Your son has eaten his own version and his desire is to have some more. My desire is that I want to eat your word. I want your name to be upon me. Lord God Almighty, I want to bear your name. I want to carry your power and I want to exhibit your power. Let's open up our voice and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, King of Glory, for your word that came to us this morning. We thank you for your son. We praise your name. Lord, when your word came, oh God, he ate them. Each and every one of us, oh God, we receive your word. We receive those small instructions. So, Father, King of glory, this morning, I pray thee, I pray thee, I pray thee, O God, that we'll be attentive to your word, that we'll be attentive, O God, Father, to you, in the name of Jesus. Father, this we pray thee, Lord God Almighty, King of glory, we pray thee, we pray thee that your word, your word, O God, not traditions of men, not just hearing the word to tell good stories, not just for motivational speeches, but to hear Hear your word, O oh God, and to eat them. Lord, your son has eaten. Lord, O oh God, that which his heart desires, feed him, O oh God, King of glory. Feed each and every one of us. Lord, O oh God, align our hearts, O oh God, to your pattern, so that your word, O oh God, King of glory, God of grace, is what we eat and what we feed of on a daily basis. King of glory, God of grace. Every word that comes forth through this pulpit, every single word, Lord God Almighty, every single instruction for us, O oh God, we will not be found wanting in them, because we have prayed in Jesus' precious name. So I'm here to take the offering, and I'll just quickly take us to Acts of the Apostles, chapter 20, verse 35, if we can have that on the board, please. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I don't know how you felt about it, but every time I think about the fact that God instituted this house and called me into it and made me a part of it, to be a part of the catalyst that will take the revival of this nation. It just means to say that we are here to strengthen the weak. For us to strengthen the weak, you must be strong. And it is more blessed to give than to receive. And each and every one of us in our hearts, when we come here, I'm sure we've already made up in our minds what we have to give. We're not cajoling you. So your tithes, your offerings, some of us have actually made pledges. Some of us are just coming to thank God for one thing or the other. And the um, figures are right there on the board. The accounts are there on the board. And for those of us worshipping online, if you go to the website, there is a giving page. Please use that. Um, But for those of us in here, and if you are here in the UK, the sort code and the account number, make sure you title what you're giving. If it's Thanksgiving, if it's offering, Women of Real Destiny, Light of the World, make sure you do title that. And I'll give you a moment to do that. But for this moment, let's just close our eyes and pray and ask that God, this offering I'm giving, Lord, let it go for that which is intended. 
Lord God Almighty, thank you for the heart with which I'm giving it. Lord God Almighty, bless it. Let it be used for purpose. Let it, O oh God, go to strengthen the weak. Let it fulfill the purpose for which it is sent. You are giving an offering, and that, that offering will rise up to God as a sweet-smelling incense. Let's open our mouth and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God Almighty, that I can come to your house. And that you've blessed me, and out of the blessing that you've blessed me, O oh God, I'm bringing back unto you. I'm bringing unto you, O oh God, just to say thank you, to say that you are God and you are good, and your mercies endures forever. Thank you for the opportunity for me to give. Lord God Almighty, I pray, O oh God, that this giving that I'm giving this morning, that my heart is right to give it, O oh God. I give it with a good heart. And that, Lord God Almighty, even as I give, O oh God, King of glory, let your namesake be praised. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.
thank you Lord God Almighty thank you that it is such a privilege that we know who we are we know who we are because we know that we are in you in Christ Jesus that's such an awesome thing oh God and we thank you Lord even if we had a thousand tongues it's not enough to say thank you Lord God Almighty even our offering Lord God Almighty will not say thank you but we are eternally grateful and Lord, as we say thank you, the Holy Spirit even magnifies it and brings it up to you as a sweet-smelling incense. And so, Father, we just bless you that we know who we are. We are a people of God brought, by, brought through your blood, your precious blood. And we thank you, Lord God Almighty, this morning. Lord, this is a holy offering brought by your holy people. Come down in your holy fire and consume this holy offering, even by your holy people, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. And can we please take our seats? And I think Pastor Tyre is here. Please. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. The service has just started. Fasten your seatbelts. Shall we have the call to worship again? Hallelujah. Well, it's so lovely to see so many people here this morning. Is anyone joining us for the very first time today? If this is your first time in Christ Faith Tabernacle, we'd like to warmly welcome you. Anyone join us for the first time? If this is your first time, please, can I invite you to stand? If you're joining us, please stand. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome to Christ with Tabernacle, where the Lord himself is building overcomers for tomorrow. Thank you very much for joining us. The ushers would have given you a welcome pack. Within it, there is a form. would like you to please complete the form and return it to us before you leave. Just return it to any of the ushers. Thank you very much. Please be seated. I'd like to also extend a warm welcome to all those who are joining us online this morning. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing in Christ with Tabernacle. We can't give you a pack in person but would like you to please send to us your email details and contacts please send an email to us at admin at cftchurches.org some people would say .org I just also do I kind of like spell it out from time to time but it's okay please send us an email tell us the nation you've joined us from and the city and we'll reach out back to you we can send you an electronic pack in that way and the Lord bless you richly so this week Tonight we have home group at 7 p.m., yes? Okay, this week we're reflecting on the, books, the, the book of Jeremiah chapters 1 to 16. Jeremiah chapters 1 to 16. Please spend time in your home groups reflecting on what you've learned so far. And as I always say, reflection is what have I learned and what would I do about it? That's the main thing. And give every individual an opportunity to contribute, including the children in the house. It is very important. Daily prayers will be at 9 p.m. online. 
daily basis with the exception of well daily prayers daily basis of course daily prayers on a daily basis yeah okay i was just listening to myself speaking now but, but i do that from time to time don't worry stay with me stay with me so 9 p.m with the exception of wednesdays and fridays so wednesday we'll be having the meeting at 7 p.m and it's with bible study and bible study at 7 p.m on on wednesdays this week we're looking into psalm 57 and we'll be reflecting on psalm 56 if you're wondering what that is all about that means you've probably missed almost 50 something days of the bible study and that means almost one year worth of bible study because we only have it once a week so it's not too late to join join us on on psalm 57 this week and the lord will bless you richly as you do that on thursday please note women of rare destiny meeting online at 7:30 p.m and it's going to be on zoom only it will not be on youtube it will be on zoom only and after the women of real destiny we then we'll switch into the prayer session with it at 9 p.m and that will be online for as many of us as are joining please note that this is the last women of real destiny meeting before the convention start and when does the women of real destiny convention start 24th well this morning someone said actually it's 22nd and i said it's okay to say it's 22nd because the light of the world are having a business seminar on the 22nd isn't it which kickstarts the women of rare destiny convention weekend so please note women of rare destiny i'm not going to do enough justice to it because if one of the women were here they would do all this sort of like remember thanksgiving sunday you have to be in cream or white with all the fascinators and all the gloves and all the what else you know but they will do that next week for themselves because i can't i can't describe all of it there's something that goes with it. but what i can say is this men don't be left out because maybe some of us will come as well in our white suits in our kind of like white shoes i don't own a pair but you know kind of but more importantly that week i gather that week if i'm correct is half term and if it's half term it means there's no there are no school runs if there are no school runs we expect us all to be here including the nursing mothers but i've got one very very special request nursing fathers i'm sure we've got some nursing fathers in the house well if there aren't any i'll say that what would happen is this we're going to give and relieve the nursing mothers during that week so that we can nurse the children in the back so the men would nurse the children in the back so that the women would sit in front now women i'll send my check later i'll send my invoice for that campaign i'll sort of like send my invoice praise the lord so i'm sure that the women would do a better job at making this announcement next week i'm certain of that this is just the sort of like the preamble and on friday we'll be here by the way did i say friday will be here 11 p.m yes we'll be here friday 11 p.m at the cathedral and guess what i think i've run out of announcements this is not possible i can't do announcements in five minutes it doesn't happen can i invite us to please rise you're shocked everybody's kind of like shocked (laughs) 
praise the Lord. And they're kind of like looking at it and saying, hold on. Is this really happening? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Praise the Lord. This week, you need to go out and affect the world around you. Affect the world around you possibly, positively by the things you say. Don't let the world around you dictate your future. Dictate the things that you have by what you say. If you've eaten the word, you need to speak it. If you've eaten the word, you need to declare it. God is waiting on you and I. Stop accepting what the world dictates, but start influencing by the things you say. And that's the key thing that we've been learning. Take our stand in the things that God has in store for us. Don't take second position. Take the first, because there's enough on the line for firsts. And the Lord will bless you richly. Shall we share the grace as written in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Turn to someone and declare, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. And we're closing him.
And may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. May the Lord God Almighty lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace in Jesus' name. Please be seated. The ushers will invite you out. And I'd like to remind the jewels and the crown and the morning star that you have a meeting. Your training.